The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Welcome back to another episode of HBCU Hour. It's your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. It's good with you, my boy. What's happening, man? Trying not to wake my son up. He sleep oh, yeah. like right there. Gotcha, gotcha. I'll, I'll try not to be too loud. Uh, oh no, he can't hear you. But... <laughs> oh man, uh, man, I'm sitting here watching summer league basketball. Uh, got me thinking, man. Chris uh Chris Bankston, Norfolk State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Um it's funny because it's not often when you do a player's comp, it's a player's comp with a person on that team. Okay, talk to him. His style reminds me of a player with the Timberwolves who just got a big payday. Who who, if I'm not mistaken, he went and drafted too. Rudy Gobert? No, no. I'm talking, about, drafted, so. I, I, I'm, I'm talking about somebody who actually has multiple skill sets in their bag. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Our man. Our man from, from LSU, Nas Reed, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see the comparison. Chris Bankston, <laughs> man. And if you look at it, man, in the paint, killer. It's six, like. 6'8, eight, six, nine, kind of undersized. But can kind of stretch stretch out a little bit. Could be a small ball five. I can see the comparison. Good Man. rebounder, even though they kind of undersized. I can see the very very athletic, and he got mm-hmm. major tools in his bag. Man, uh, I hope I hope man he he does you know saying gets a chance does well. Um, but man, I definitely man wish him the best of luck. It's something that um, I forgot to mention last week. Uh, but yeah, that was a definitely. I think Chris Bankston is is a. Uh, Real good fit for Timberwolves, man. But uh, we ain't gonna talk too much basketball, man. We gotta talk football, man. And we got some special guests in the building. Yes, sir. We got we got North Carolina AT. We got Hampton. It's a CAA showdown in this thing. Uh-oh. What they call the the colony, I'm sorry, the uh, colonial athletic association. <laughs> 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 I just want to get them riled up backstage, man. You know how they <laughs> they gonna, instead of going at each other, they're gonna come at you, Pooh. Yeah, I'm gonna log off. <laughs> I'm, gonna turn my, I'm gonna turn my camera off. <laughs> walk away. <laughs> but nah, they're man, finna, we they're uh, finna tag team on some C- CAA. Yeah, some CAA. CAA Let, our <laughs> Let our powers combine. <laughs> But nah, man, it's gonna be a good one, man. We uh we finished, we almost finished up the MEAC. Uh, we gotta we gotta be to, we gotta get Norfolk State. Uh, we know what I'm saying we take care of the CAA. 
We'll talk Tennessee State and start in the swag on Thursday. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. But uh, before we do anything, man, we know we got to give a shout-out to our sponsors over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ooh, we, you know, we had to bring our man, baby. We're talking North Carolina, and you know, we had to bring him back. Dave, co host of Panther Nation podcast, co host of HBCU Nightly. Welcome back, Dave. And we thought we was going to get both our guys, man, but uh, we ended up with Jeff Hampton Knight Johnson joining us from H2 Power, uh, excuse me, joining us from the H2 Power Ship. Fellas, thank y'all for joining us. Welcome back to HBCR. How y'all been? Man, we great over here, brother. Absolutely. We're doing great. We're doing great. Can't complain at all. Can't complain at all. Glad y'all here. Now, uh, I was just playing, but somebody being messy. You already know. (laughs) Markham, Markham, don't worry, man. We have, Markham, brother. We have a seat for you. Just let us know when you're ready. We'll vote you in. You're already playing half of a CAA schedule as it is. Just let me know when you're ready, my brother, for Morgan State to join us. Trust me. They want y'all too. I promise you. They do. They do. They want all. They want. They definitely want Howard. No, I look. Look. I look. I can see the comments too, bro. I know he's ready. Look. Look, man. I don't know what you did. I'm going to start. I'm going to start pulling. I'm gonna I'm gonna start pulling up the archives of Morgan State's history in the 80s and 90s. You don't want to go through that. <laughs> he don't want to go through that. He, he got one meag time. He got one meag football time in a decade, man. He out here want to go through that. But I will give him credit. You know, he's got a more recent meag joint title than Florida and them. So I got to give him some credit <laughs> from that regard. But other than that, you, you, you really need to, to have a seat. Like you got to <laughs> sit down, chill out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Relax. Calm it down just a tad. No, All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh leave Banks in the MEAC and we're gonna focus <laughs> on, on the CAA tonight. <laughs> oh man. Hey Jeff, man, how it's been, man? We you know what I'm saying last time we talked, it was uh pre-spring, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, Hampton's going through a lot of change. You know, we got a new athletic director. Um, I think we're bringing in about another 15 more personnel to the department. So mm-hmm. it's Everything, I mean, it's a slow build, but mm-hmm. you can kind of see the wheels already turning. It's just, it hasn't been out for the public as of yet, though, but we're good. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it, it looks like uh, a lot of HBCUs who weren't necessarily academic, oh, I'm sorry, athletically uh, participating, you know, they, they, would, they would field teams, but they weren't, as, you know, saying, 
thank you. Mm-hmm. They weren't emphasizing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, athletics. It seems like a lot of them are starting to turn, you know, saying that corner and like, you know what, let's let's put some money towards that uh, football team or the baseball team or the basketball mm-hmm. team. So we're starting yeah. to see that a lot more now. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, if I think for in our case, um, you know, in a lot of our cases, especially A&T, we're seeing enrollment increases. Hampton's um, freshman enrollment increased by 39% just this year alone. So uh, it's def- you definitely have to increase, uh, you know, these programs. So it is a part of that. Was that was that pre civil Supreme Court? You know what? Hold that. We'll get to it. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we're talk that about could be a, that could be an hour in itself, and you guys Ooh. know that. We need to be building, you know what I mean? That's a oh, yeah. different conversation. But Dave, let me ask you, um, how has the move to the CAA been for uh for AT? How y'all I, I know, I know. We know what it was like on the field and on the court, but you know, what I mean, behind the scenes, you know, as far as the budget and things of that nature, how has the move been for y'all so far? I think so far, so good. I think um, we're we're where we want to be right now. I, I think I think initially because of how fast we jumped into the conference, there was a different mm-hmm. type of expectation. I think everybody knew that this first year was going to be rough. And there was areas where I think they've exceeded expectations from that regard. I think they've done a, they've done a pretty good job still being able to recruit at a high level from that regard as well. We've had a lot of coaching changes, but I've loved every single coaching hire that they've had behind the scenes. I oh, think the yeah. AD's done a phenomenal job with the hires that he's had. Even even with people that didn't agree with Sam being Sam Washington being let go, I thought he knocked down <laughs> the park with Brown. <clears throat> When they got rid of the coach right prior to the basketball season, I think they knocked it out the park with Monty Ross when they brought him in for basketball. We just got a new softball coach. Everybody loves that. So, like, I think overall the teams have done well. Behind the scenes have done a pretty good job hiring people. When we lost the track coach, when when Dwayne Ross decided Mm -hmm. to go to Tennessee, which I don't blame him, we ended up getting a guy from North Carolina State who also coached in the Olympics as well. So I think overall, we there's some phases of rebuilding, but overall, I think we've done a pretty good job in that regard. Uh, uh, Dave, uh, y'all catching all kind of strays from people. Uh, Blue, <laughs> it said, "Look, man, look, 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 when you're the largest HBCU in the country, bro, those are what those are the strays you should get." But I'm gonna go ahead and light up Campbell attack because I'm not yeah. a fan of that new Campbell. I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I'm not a fan of that new Campbell. Hold yeah, on, they got a new mascot. They changed right. the Campbell up. They changed the Campbell up. I need to check this out. <laughs> Campbell's all out and about now. You know what I'm saying? I, Stop I ain't it. That logo and looking. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. Man, so you all saying right. Campbell got a BBL? Like your coach. Stop. Your coach it. was the the football coach, the best Panther we've ever had. Best safety <laughs> the Panthers ever had. I like your coach, mm-hmm. but that, it ends there. But how long yeah. is that coach gonna stay there, though, man? I thought as long as he wants to be there. As long as he wants to be there. Yeah. He can recruit yeah. his behind off. There's no question but it, about but, that. But. But is it working though? Can he coach no. him up? No. no. But he, but the thing is, man, the thing you got to understand, Mike Mentor, and I got the, I got the, I got to interview him for PNP for our, for Panther Major Podcast for our Legend Series. The thing about Mike Mentor is, he's a legend down there. Wow, oh, man. So, so as long as Campbell wants him there, he'll be. Mm. Wow, well, makes sense. So. Mm. <laughs> uh, my bad. Uh. Brian Turner says uh, he thinks AT will be an interesting add to the conference to a conference like the CAA. Ed, which one you had? Uh, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, ODB says Campbell is just trying to deflect from the underperforming on the football field. I mean, you know, you can make that argument. I know not. You can argument. You can definitely. But they're underperforming in some of these other sports. I can tell you that. Oh no, that's fair. No, that's, that's fair. very fair. The track, the, the track team is legit. The, yeah, the, the baseball team's legit. The yeah. baseball team is ranked this year. Yeah, they're not yeah. under there. <laughs> they're gonna and like folks don't realize yeah. the CAA conference in baseball was seventh. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. only the Power Five and the Sun Belt was ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and now you mm-hmm. add camp. You're talking Richmond. You're talking mm-hmm. Richmond and, and teams like that who mm-hmm. traditionally good in baseball year in and year mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. <clears throat> They'll figure yeah. out football, man. <laughs> they keep recruiting like they recruit. They'll figure it out at some point. Yeah, pretty. It's right. not this year though, because we got we playing. We're there in our there in our little pod, so we you know we got to beat them. We got to keep beating them up. So, all right, Jeff. So mm-hmm. when we talk, like I said, we talked pre-spring. Um, I, I I think I reached out to y'all. I was like, hey, what's going on in spring? It was like we mm-hmm. we not sure yet. Mm-hmm. And y'all had a spring game in shorts. Oh, oh. <laughs> tell, tell oh. me about it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, all right. So let's keep it a buck fifty. We are trying to keep players healthy, gotcha. and I, I mean, uh, I figured that, but yeah, yeah. Um, we just got to be honest. We're a bare bones program right now. And we're still trying to build. And um, we lost our best players, Jadakiss Bonds. You know, he's mm-hmm. at the Green Bay Packers. And then we lost Keyshawn Moore, who is in the CFL. And so then we lost, we literally lost De- uh, Devontae Davis, Trent Cloud, Ali Shockley, who went to the Commanders. We lost three. These were the nucleus of our defense and I would say our biggest proponents on offense. So now you got, we're replacing them with guys like Kamari Gray who was a, a, a good two-star coming out of Phoebus. And then we got um, a few other players. We got um, a, a good running back with Darren Butts, and we got uh, Elijah Burris, you know, the kid out of North Carolina, which a t really wanted but couldn't get. And UNC mm. actually, UNC had him, but he ended up coming to Hampton. But I would say that uh, Prunny is uh, – what he's, what he's doing basically is – we have, I would say, on paper, the biggest offensive line in the CAA. And that has been what we've been – that's our calling card right now, bell cows. So he's just been recruiting running backs all day. So uh, running backs and, and big old blocking tight ends. So our class was full of six foot seven, 290-pound blocking tight ends. So we're going to be running the ball. And Another thing is we still haven't found a quarterback. You know, we've had Malcolm Mays, uh, Sophie and Masood, and um, Chris, what was it, Chris, Chris Zealous. Now, these three quarterbacks, if you combine, if you give me Chris Zealous' feet along with Malcolm Mays, I would say arm, and Sophie and Masood's kind of agility, then we would be talking about something. But we literally are playing mix and match with three quarterbacks. So, Oh boy. So we're just hoping that, you know, that some of these kids that we got in the portal are going to, you know, help us out. So, I mean, I don't, I I will say this. I don't see us being like last year, but I think that what he's trying to do is just being a bully ball program. And that's where we are. So that spring game and plus hey, it was raining too. It was raining. So we weren't really going to, you know, he ain't trying to get no players hurt. So, and we get a new turf anyway. That turf's kind of old. So it was either those. 
So what's the what's the feel, you know, from the fan base alumni? What's the feel going into the season? Like, what's the expectation for the team? Uh, well, just kind of a wait and see. You know, it's like, I mean, I would be honest. It's like um, when Coach Prunty came in, you know, it was in transition. We went from MEAC to uh, Big South. And we, you know, Dr. Harvey, honestly, was kind of on his last legs at, with the university. He just kind of, he went over to Eugene, uh, the, athlete, the former athletic director, and just said, just do you. Do you. Get who you want. So we got Prunny. Prunny came in in transition. And that's when then COVID happened. So that was that. And then now he actually, he's recruiting his real, his own class. And I would say it's kind of been a little bit lukewarm. But a lot of it is, you know, transition. That's one. And I would say we got a new AD and now it's starting, they're starting to put resources behind them. So you just can't just pull the plug on a program when they really were handicapping him when he just got here. So I would say going into the season, it's more, it's not optimism because I think his best season probably was what, uh, six and five. And, um, so it's more so like, you know, we'll see what we ha- we'll see what he's doing. You know, it's like it's not excitement, but it's not like doom and gloom because we got a new athletic director and the athletic directors putting resources behind them. So we also got more coaches now. We got uh, we'll have more strength, uh, strength, strength and uh, strength and conditioning coaches. And we got a new nutritioning program coming online. So, you know, these are the things that have been handicapped, have handicapped this program for decades. So we're just now getting it. You know what? A lot of CAA programs have been having for decades. So I wouldn't say it's optimism. It's just more like, we'll see. And actually, Eric Curry comes in and said, with the new president and AD or some of HU's coaches on notice. Oh, all right. Well, okay. I was hoping to avoid this, <laughs> but um, because I'm, I'll just say this: I do know the AD. He is a Hamptonian, uh, so I would say they're not on notice, but they know that he's. I'm because I don't. I haven't talked to him, so I cannot put it out there. Mm-hmm. But I would probably say they're giving them resources, and they're saying, with what I'm giving you, I need to see a bump in a bump or increase in either wins or performance. So um, now I would say this in basketball, coach Joyner been recruiting his butt off. We've got, we've been taking kids from Georgetown. So mm-hmm. basketball's good. I think Prunny the, uh, has been doing, he's been getting kids. He got a, a three-star out of New Jersey uh, and uh, Burton, a D-back who was probably going to go to uh, Rutgers or UVA. And he got another kid out of uh, Southampton, Terrell Washington, who could have went to any uh, uh, school in in, uh, in Virginia. So he's get, he's using those resources and getting these kids. But the question is, is it too little too late? So I would say that they it wouldn't be nice if he came in and just started axing everybody, you know, because – I don't think, you know, I mean, you've got to at least give these people enough to enough rope to hang themselves. And I just think he's giving them resources and we'll see. Gotcha. So Dave, Dave kind of patient over there. I appreciate Dave. <laughs> I'm a patient guy, man. So let me let me. I got me. Mike says 
Saying we haven't found a quarterback yet is like saying we have a nice 2023 <laughs> Lexus without an engine. But then but then Kelly Flicks gives y'all a possible oh. candidate. What about Jerry Lewis? How all about right. Jerry Lewis? Well, all right, let's keep it a buck about Jerry Lewis. He came from Delaware State. They were not winning. You know, then he got benched too, right? I mean, I don't – I mean, okay, listen. I'm going to have a – I'm with – Coach Prunty, I'm with him, but I don't know why he got that kid. I mean, but we've gone that we've done that portal thing way too many times, and we've gotten guys like DeAndre Francois, who swore his allegiance to the university and dipped after a year, or you know, it's been many guys like that that have come in before him that you know, oh, I love to be here, I want to be here, and then you never see him again. So. I do understand why he's going after quarterbacks that want to be here, but Jared Lewis, I mean, the tape on him, I mean, I don't think he's a CAA quarterback. If you couldn't hack it into MEAC, why would why would we want him? Maybe a position change. I don't know. Mm. Mm. All right. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna switch it up with Dave. Uh but Reek, you know what I'm saying? Hey Reek, glad you, you know what I'm saying, stopped by. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> you coaches know they all need to stop doing the upward. Look, I, I see. I didn't say that. Look, I, I look. I'm staying quiet. Look, listen. I listen. Y'all be y'all be slandering flow sports, but the one thing about flow sports, you get to see all them games, man. And I'm, I'm, I've called a couple of Hampton games. Let me tell you something. I, I know the I know the eighties have tonight, but let me tell you something, bro. I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if this AD going to be too patient with these guys. I think they're going to be ready to get their own folks in. I mean, hold on. I'm going to just say this, too. We've already been attacked, so I'm trying to stay peaceful, to be honest. So, like, Well, I so, always yeah. – look, dude, I'm an Aggie, man. When you do large HBCU in the country, you get attacked every day. It's, it's just a, it's just part of the problem. Listen, yeah. listen. Yeah. I'm not – I was trying – I wasn't trying to intend to throw all the questions at, at Jeff <laughs> yeah. first. No, no it's fine. Good, I was getting all the good. jokes when the show started. It is no, I love it. I love it. I love it. No worries. Yeah. But uh, Dave, man, uh, I know we talk uh, spring and stuff, kind of expectations, yep. um, and, and how the the team outlook. Uh, you got you got us all with the grainy video, uh, so we understood that you know what I'm saying y'all got something special. You're trying to hide it, but uh, now y'all do have. Go we ahead. always continue to hide it. I just want you to know that. It's like Forrest Knox down in Greensboro, bro. Uh, One benefit about being in the CAA is that y'all don't really cover us. <laughs> very true. Y'all right. don't cover us. So, oh, it's, uh, no. you know what they say. You want to make black folks mad, say y'all. Who is y'all? Who is your big clue y'all? Yeah. Yeah. We got that, you on our show right now talking about North Carolina and <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> let me be clear. Look, the white folks don't like it when you say y'all either. I do it at my job oh. all the time. So. But either way, um, what you got for me, man? Nah, um, Coach Brown, uh, he, he was able to get a full spring under his belt. Um, yep. Quarterback competition. Um I know there was certain reasons that certain say not all the quarterbacks participated, uh, but I think y'all y'all at one point felt like y'all had y'all man. Is that still the feeling, or is it kind of a uh, change? Yeah, I think it's. I think in my opinion, it's a two man race. Okay. Um, 
even at the spring game, they all played. Um, I did get to talk to to Eli after the spring game. And one thing he did say was, you know, he didn't get as many reps because he was the main one rocking. Um, everybody else was kind of not so much because they were like, I think there was a video that came out on um on the Twitter handle on ANT and Cat Football talking about academics. And Coach Brown is serious about academics and he's serious about not letting folks play if they ain't got these, these things together, graze up the snuff when it comes to that. So um, there was a, there was a decent chunk of players who didn't get the reps. So a lot of the other quarterbacks got the reps during the spring game. But um, right now, if I right now, I think Eli's in the lead, and uh, I think Hooker has a has an outside shot to potentially have a shot to win the job. And I think I think it's Eli's job to lose at this point, in my opinion. So you mentioned last year was your kind of your introduction to the CAA, and now that you. Kind of know what to expect. For for clarity, for clarity, they didn't play CAA football. It was just all played, the other sports. Yeah, but but they they played CAA football. I mean, they, come on, man, they played CAA football. But anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, but like now now that y'all kind of know what to expect, being in the CAA, what's the expectation as the fan base and alumni for next season? I expect the CAA, when the coaches vote on who gets ranked where, that A&T will be at the bottom three and the team is going to be furious, just like all the other teams during in the CAA was furious when they saw they were at the bottom. And they're going to they're gonna outplay their weight. And I think they're going to do better than a, than a lot of folks um, give them credit. They're giving them credit for. I think a lot of the demise of ANT has been severely overstated, pretty much for the past couple months. And I think this team is going to rise to the occasion. And I think the CAA is going to be prepared for you know Vincent Brown because he was the defensive coordinator for William and Mary. Mm-hmm. But all the non-conference folks aren't. I'm looking at you, North Carolina Central. I'm gonna be clear when I say that. So. I think we're going to do better. I mean, I think the expectation, a lot of folks expect us to win seven games. That's probably the peak for next year, to be honest with you. And that's if a lot of things fall our way, it's going to be more of a, I could see more four to five wins. Like, I mean, because it's a tough conference and we got a tough schedule. Like, I'm not going to be crazy to think we don't have a tough schedule. We're playing like, I think four playoff teams from last year on our schedule. And then one that's going to improve in Rhode Island that that did not make the playoffs, so it's not going to be an easy easy schedule at all. I'm going to keep it a buck. But I think, I think I like what Vincent Brown is doing. He's able to get his packages in. I think the only big thing we I think we need to fill is, is defensive tackle. But I think we got everything else to be competitive in that conference for this season. And I think we're going to be better than what they're going to rate us going into the season. So. Okay, uh, Brian Fulford uh, and. We do it. I got another question that he has up top. We're going to come back to. But he asked, what is the rate for flow sports these days? Because I know you mentioned about flow sports. It's only like a hundred. It's like 90 bucks, a hundred bucks for the whole season. Okay. You can get a special rate. You get a special rate. There's like a link for if you, if you, for CAA. You get a special rate. You get all the games. That ain't bad. Yeah, I couldn't complain, man. And the, and the thing is, like, I like the swack and the MEAC when it comes to basketball. They do double headers. The beauty of the CAA is that they play on they play on separate days. So I pretty much have a game to watch four days a week, mm-hmm. which is, during the basketball season, which is awesome. 
Yeah, Mi says uh flow flow sports isn't bad, but I'm not trying to pay more for flow than Stars Network. They, mm-hmm. they need to cut the rate about ten dollars a month and uh to about ten dollars a month, and I will that's uh, the, be good. It's less than that. Yeah, he's your okay. rate is just is your rate is ninety five dollars a year. It's less there than there you that. go. So, yeah, it's less than that. So it's not bad for the for what you get. You get to catch all the games. It's not bad. Hey, and like and with the new contract, we're required to have better quality. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Bank says, huh? Seven games. <laughs> Where is President Reagan at? Just say no to drugs, Dave. Bruh, just say no didn't work either, as you can see. That big fix. <laughs> so it, so nah, it doesn't it doesn't work, you know. So <laughs> I, I, were you I was, even born when they had no commercials? Hey, but I wanna I wanna go back to what you just mentioned, uh Dave. <clears throat> Y'all are required to have better production now as part of the flow flow sports. Me, that's something me and Pooh have been talking about on this show for a while. Um and I, I, I guess the CAA is doing it, but like the MEAC and the SWAC and other HBCU conferences. To, to have something like full sports to where you have your each school is responsible for its own production and you have you know your your mass comms you know you have your your students kind of be the productions for it in a sense so they get real you know real hands-on learning experience and at the same time you don't have to worry about who's gonna broadcast your stuff you, you broadcast yourself you know what I mean is that is that something that that A&T and Hampton kind of – is that something that they were already looking to do as far as produce their own content in a sense, or is that just something that whenever you join the CAA, you just had to get with what the CAA had going on? Well, um, now, we had to do the production of that anyway. Like, I know yeah. – yeah, we had to do the production of that anyway. A lot of the time – I know A&T would contract some of that work out, and sometimes it's the students mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, will, I will say – I went to a baseball game when um I went to a doubleheader when A&T played Northeastern this season. And I went up to go check out like the camera work and like how they handle stuff up there. And one thing that was amazing to me is that the guy, the um, young lady that was rocking the camera was a student, but she was telling me, she was like, yeah, Northeastern has their own media department and mm-hmm. their job is to do all the recordings and do mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they need more help, then yeah. they'll contract it out. Yeah. And they've got yeah. way more sports than what we have. Yeah. Right. Most HBCUs yeah. have. Right. Yeah. So I just thought that was fat. And they don't have football. Let me be clear. Like Northeastern mm-hmm. doesn't have football, mm-hmm. it's not a sport. They don't play football. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they got their budget is almost, I'm pretty sure they're, they're like $10 million more than ours. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. They don't and have football. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and you know, it's just about investing the resources to do it. Absolutely. And to interject, uh, even before our 80 came aboard, our um we were broadcasting games our athletic director was doing the broadcasting you know it was really bare bones and you know we had our we for us uh, a university that has a script howard school of journalism they weren't even attached to the actual athletic events that was the biggest issue there and yeah. so it it you know for a lot of us we were really upset when it had to take the caa and the big south too to kind of come in and say you guys need to kind of clean this up, you know, before, you know, if you're going to join our conference, you know, we, it should have been handled beforehand. But I would say now is that um, we are starting to see a few things that are are different and especially on the social media handle. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. we're starting to see, you know, Hampton improve there. But it shouldn't take the CAA or the Big South to come in here and to kind of open your eyes to these things, though. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. I actually so Troy uh Coleman, uh Charlie Lamont Coleman says students aren't reliable enough. We AT use a service now. I don't know if I can agree. Well, that. well, I, I, I understand what he's saying. I'm gonna let that man speak for his school. That's okay. all I'm gonna say. There you go. All right. That's I, all I, I'm gonna say. He, he's closer to Greensboro than I am, so I'm rolling with him. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's all I'm gonna say. I mean I, I, get, I, personally, I know I, I know for a fact they do contract a lot of that work out. I do know that. I personally I would would like to give students the benefit of the doubt, but I'm not going to tell somebody about their school. You know what I mean? Like that's fair. So. That's fair. Uh, Ant, Eric Curry say I want what Ant is drinking. LOL. Mm, that's yep. that good stuff right there. Pineapple, <laughs> pineapple juice. Uh, Hey, uh, Blue says, to be fair, and much shit as Swack and Miak fans give folks sports, those same fans complain about ESPN nonstop and vouch for the exact same model for HBCU football. And and that's, we we talked about that a lot because um, if you would give, and and, and Dave and and Jeff, what we've always said is if you would give each school, their own production equipment that they can, you know, saying do the students can run it. And then all you have to do is simulcast it through whatever production crew comes mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, film, film it and put it on YouTube on your own mm-hmm. channel. Mm-hmm. There you go. That would be good. So, uh, hey, me still fighting about that, uh, flow sport price. Hey, <laughs> it ain't $29 guys. I'm telling you it's not. And by the way, I know Brian asked the question. Is that for all the sports? Yes. Yes. It's for all the sports. I watch baseball. I watch men's basketball, women's mm-hmm. basketball, mm-hmm. volleyball. I watched it all, all year. And it's good too. And it's, and it's, it's captivating sports. It's cap because it's captivating sports, especially in uh, especially in women's basketball. So yeah. I'm gonna tell so, you something about CAA. Let me tell you something about women's basketball in the CAA. Any <laughs> night, anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. Very true. <laughs> the 11 seed won that tournament, man. Thank you. So, so Chuck bring up another point. ESPN laying a lot of people off. So what they gotta does that pay mean? Pat McAfee. Yeah, the, <laughs> we facts. Miss. facts. We did pay Pat McAfee, bro. When I saw that layoff sheet, when I saw that layoff sheet, I said, "Oh no, no, they got that's that bill for Pat but McAfee was much larger than they anticipated." Is, mm-hmm. My question is, what does that mean for the the coverage of HBCU sports? You know what I mean? Because that that twenty seven people there. on the that 27 people on that list, yeah. that ain't all the 27 people. And yeah, Jay Walker might still be there, but is his production crew still there? You know what I mean? Are they mm. finna are they finna be calling games from the house or and not and not being able to actually go to the to the venue? Like, what does that mean for how they cover HBCU athletics now? Well, the one thing that I saw that was fascinating about Jay Walker, and I noticed it when I was watching FCS playoffs last year. My man was out here breaking down all of FCS. Mm-hmm. Like when he yeah. wasn't doing HBCU sports, mm-hmm. yeah. he was out here breaking down all of FCS. So mm-hmm. I think they're gonna keep him around. They got <laughs> I mean, they, they got to. Well, a he he checks the diverse hire box. B he's really good. So I mean, I think for Jay Walker, it's more of a you know. I mean, he has different tools that you know he has to yeah. utilize. So yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Mm, so and, and Coach B, I, I, I it took me Coach B. Forgive me, it took me a minute to catch who it was. It's Coach B from uh, ONG uh, Strike Zone. He said, <laughs> if, if your school is teaching slash training students mm. in communications or broadcast journalism, and the quality is bad, that is a red mark on your teaching. Mm. That's a good point, but it could be also an issue of the resources of getting the right gear there. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I'm glad you said that. Uh, our good man, uh, Al B. Score, uh, Jamie Walker, um, talked about it. He's seen production done with iPads mm -hmm. at some of these schools, and he said, Hey, you would look at it and you would not, you couldn't tell mm -hmm. 4K. Mm -hmm. Nope. We got movies being shot in 4K with with mm -hmm. iPads and stuff now, so Bruh, I, I, I I get it. But I, I again get this get this equipment to each HBCU, and then you can simulcast from there. But I I, I didn't beat that, that. I mean I mean no, you're right. It's just that yeah, the gatekeepers at the 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 gatekeepers at these HBCUs are still in their sixties, and they you know hmm. they hear well, you, hey, they hey. hear you, and they like. <laughs> Who's this young dude want to talk to me like this? You know, hey, you preaching right now, brother. Because when you we preaching. did it at Hampton, they they was about to they was about to toss us off campus, me and Reek. So yeah, until you there are preach. guys like us in the office, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. Wh what and the thing is, guys like us want, and the thing is, guys like us want to help. Mm -hmm. They just gotta ask for it, and yeah. we're willing to come in and help. Yeah. It's, you know, but sometimes it's it's those type of situations. Like, I know I'm going to be reaching out to the AD about a separate thing later within mm -hmm. the next week or so, but something mm -hmm. separate mm -hmm. outside of, you know, athletics. But it's just you you have to want to to to, to accept it. Yeah. And I'm not saying I already won't, but yeah, I can't. You got to want to change. You, know you got to want to change. And I, yeah. and I think A&T historically, over the, since Chancellor Martin has taken over in 2009, he hasn't had an issue with that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too worried from that regard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I uh, speaking of, like when you talk about change and stuff, I want to shout out uh, AD Dr. Paul Bryant at mm -hmm. Alabama and mm -hmm. Like what he, what he's doing with like the task force and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And stuff it's stuff like that that we get in in Twitter spaces and we talk mm -hmm. about and say, hey, we need to do this to make you know mm -hmm. saying help our schools get better. And we have these phenomenal ideas and. Mm -hmm. People who are connected or talk to a board member or talk to somebody else, and it's like, yeah, okay, we'll take it under consideration. And you never hear mm -hmm. anything about it. Mm -hmm. And you have, you know, stuff like this where people are actually say, hey, fans are saying this. What would it look like to get this done? So, mm -hmm. But uh, let's get back to Coach B. Uh, says, what are the athletics <laughs> look like? Nah, don't worry about it. We good over here. Don't we ain't gonna tell you. We ain't gonna tell you. Trust me, we happy. You happy over there, Dave? You happy? I'm good. I'm see? good. Yeah. I'm good. Don't tell them. Because we're no. We I'll tell. I'll tell. No, I'll tell them a little bit. I'll <laughs> yeah. tell them a snag. So it's yeah. it's. I know. I know the deal's like over ten million dollars. Yeah. But most of that money ends up going back. Yeah. It goes back to get games on CBS Sports Network. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly for women's and men's yeah. basketball. Yeah. To get more coverage, so like A and T yeah. played the College of Charleston on national television mm -hmm. last season. Yeah, you know, yeah. can't be mad. So, so, so I guess it's safe Come to on, say. <laughs> I guess no. Nah, I mean, but the thing is, Hampton. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, Ant. No, you good. No, you fine. No, nah, I think Hampton's like calling card right now is men's and women's basketball. So when I would say like, well, just when we were in the Big South and 
our we had a pseudo rival with um oh god what was the name of that school uh whatever that school was it was a, P, a pwi and they always pushed us together and the games went down to the rival that game garnered us i can't even say the check but it i mean both games at the convocation center garnered us garnered us some very good uh i would say viewership that you cannot write a check to you know so the, it's this type of experience that we're getting at CAA and at the Big South that, you know, people are, you know, that we're happy about because we haven't seen this before. Uh, Rick chimed in and said Radford. Radford, yeah. Oh, okay. And it's so interesting. Uh, Radford is a PWI, but that, you know, was, I didn't know a lot of us went to that school, but they were trying to turn it into like some sort of Hampton, Norfolk State thing. We're like, no, 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 no. You over there, we here. I mean, we did we did uh, split the series with them, and in the two years we were in the Big South, but they were the conference marquee games. So, mm. you know, I think CAA is going is looking to uh, pursue that, especially with us in Richmond and us with William and Mary, and especially A and T. Let me let me ask you this: I think a lot of people kind of I ain't gonna say clown, but mm-hmm. for lack of better word, kind of make fun of Hampton. For going to the CAA and the lack of kind of success that they've had there, but as a Hamptonite, are you in a position where you look at it like, yeah, we might be struggling on the football field, but it's so rewarding financially and so lucrative in other ways for our athletic department that it's worth it to be in the CAA over the MEA. Well, I would say in two forms. Um, Hampton is not going into the CAA to be anybody's whipping dog, you know. So that's understandable. Um, yes, yeah, understandable. No, and no disrespect. Yeah. I don't know. And I, 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 yeah, yeah. I knew where you was coming from with that. Yeah. I think because it wouldn't. It. I think for us, you know, the CAA was always our goal ever since 1994. So you know, for us to get there, we were like, all right, check that off. Yeah, now we yeah. got to build up to get there. And I think a lot of people didn't understand that Dr. Harvey been pushing this since 94 and he was, you know, the man's in his eighties. So, you know, he was tired. So it was like, I think he was tired of, he was waiting for the next, the next generation to come in and build it. So he said, I got you here. Similar to when Mandela, you know, freed South Africa. He said, I got y'all here. Now it's up to y'all to really build it. So I would say the second part is, um, when we brought in uh, the new athletic Tony Henderson, he was at William and Mary. He was at Old Dominion, and then he went to Princeton. And so he he already knows the model. So he has he's trying to build it in that sense so that Hampton could be competitive. It's going to take time because Hampton honestly did not do, give him any favors, you know, ye, in you know decades. You know, because Dr. Harvey, I would say after 20, 2008, when we had that three-year run, kind of just went to sleep on the pro, on the athletic program. And, you know, we ha- you haven't heard from me. You hear from us in basketball, but that was kind of it. So I would just say from this point on, Hampton is building, and it's going to take a while. Gotcha, gotcha. But, but y'all are okay with that because y'all are where y'all want to be in the sense. <sighs> You know what? I don't think p- people are not okay because I think when people okay. see, I think when people see that paltry, those paltry fans in the stands, especially in football, 
you know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it has this feeling that, oh, we don't care about it. No, no, trust me. Those chat lines, the text messages, those uh, Facebook posts, you know, don't they go about, <laughs> they go about, I would say, 150, 200 comments deep. So people are watching. I just think that, you know, the cronyism in Hampton has been so bad for the past 10 years that, you know, people like got sick of it and just like we're waiting for the next guy to come in who's really who's really not a part of that old Harvey regime. And so people are definitely sick of it. Trust me, when A.D. Henderson came in, you know, people in Hampton were like, all right, join a, uh, they were calling this the Join a Farewell Tour, the basketball coach, David Six Farewell Tour, the Robert Prunty Farewell Tour. All the coaches, you know, they were like, we about to see y'all in a year. And so now some coaches have took it to heart, like Coach Joyner, you know, he recruited his butt off, and we taking kids from Georgetown. We took a kid from Georgia Tech, so we get he's getting the kids in. But then you got David Six, who only got in seven recruits. You know, you can't even field a, a full team. So you know, some coaches are like, all right, whatever. I won in the MEAC. You know, I could do it here, and it's not working. So you know, Hampton fans wanted the axe immediately, and honestly, only one coach has failed. Now soccer, and he was like five and thirty-eight. You know, he had to go. Wow. So Yeah, he I mean, gotta go. I mean, team. we were getting blown out in soccer. Like, you cannot be losing to division two programs ten or two. You know, yeah, like, you know, that. and so and it's almost it's not only embarrassing, is no, it's beyond whatever the word yeah. behind embarrassing, abominable, whatever, that's what it was. Wait, and, wait, wait. You said y'all were losing to t- to to Division two schools in soccer at but what was the schools like 10 to 2. Bruh. 10 to 2. Like me and Reek, like, and it got so bad that they weren't even broadcasting the soccer games anymore. I so, so I mean it you was you don't want them to. You don't want them to. It was yeah. it was embarrassing. But you got to understand the soccer program was built kind of as a publicity stunt, you know, and this was back in 2017, 2016. So it's like they didn't throw any resources. They just said, we got a soccer team. Just like Tennessee State said, we got a hockey team. So I think – Hampton- now, in, now, in the Tennessee State's defense, they're going to get some backup from the NHL. So I think they're oh, going yeah. to – I think yeah. they're going to actually – I gonna think, yeah, the Predators, the predators yeah. is – the predators They're they going to get a team. They're like, yeah. Especially yeah. when you look at who the Predators – I don't want to slander Tennessee State defense. too much. Like, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be as good as what people think they're going to be this year. But yeah. the, predators, the Predators don't have P.K. Subban and people like that on their squad. So they, they know that they this is their perfect opportunity to ingratiate themselves within that community even more. So they definitely going to throw some resources behind that. And, and I guarantee you, everybody, the way everybody reacted to the announcement, it's going to get a lot of support, despite Man, hey, what the record is. All, all I'm going to say be is lit this. Though, bro. Mm-hmm. The HBCU band at a hockey game, that's going to be Man. All I'm going to say is this. If you've Knock never if you been buck. to a hockey game, if you've never been, <laughs> let me tell you something. If you've never been to a hockey game live, yeah, never yeah. been to a hockey it's different, guys. Yeah, it is. yeah, it's different. Yeah, yeah. I understand, yeah. like, I understand hockey ain't most of the black folks lane. I get yeah. it. I understand that. I if get you it. Go to it. Go to a game it. live. Yeah. Yeah. It's, different, it's different, y'all. Absolutely. It's different. I get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just imagine it with a band in there, bro. Oh, Man. my God. <laughs> I'm about to take a trip to Nashville, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm about to take a trip to Nashville. I'm my definitely. Question is, that's going to be lit, dog. 
They tell they, throw, they throw resources in the hockey, but they can't fix that stadium they got. So oh, hold up. See, oh, see, nah, see, yeah, see, I, I said it. See, I see. said it. I said it. Hell hell needs hell hell needs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me do this. Views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast <laughs> are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast oh, as a whole. <laughs> Brian really wants to know this deal. I, all right, I'll tell you, man. It's an eight-figure deal. We don't know the exact numbers, but we know yeah. it's an eight-figure deal for that yeah. CAA full sports. So let's say it's $10 million. It's a yeah. four-year deal, so $2.5 million per year split between yeah. first year is probably going to be 14 schools. This year is yeah. going to be 15. Yeah. Um, the, the beauty of it, it but, the, but the catch is that money goes to pay for the games for CBS Sports Network. Yeah. But the beauty of it is too, the beauty of it though is that the schools keep their linear TV rights. Yep. So they can still get their own separate contract, mm-hmm. get their games shown on local television, yep. and make their money off that way. Yep. So they don't lose those rights. Yeah. You don't get that type of deal necessarily with ESPN, yeah. depending on how yeah. the deal's written up. So they just doubling up pretty much. Yeah. If you do it, but the, but like I don't I can't speak for Hanson, but I know AT right now does not have a local TV deal. And I've no. been pounding the yeah. table about that. Yeah, Hampton's lo- local TV deals is mainly like through like if we're playing close rivals like ODU, you know, yeah. Norfolk State, Richmond, William and Mary. So yeah, yes. So Dave Reek trying to take it back to football, thankfully. So he said A and T football we find on the outside, but the trenches will be a problem, especially if injuries pile up. What's your I'm, take I'm on not- that? I'm not worried about the offensive line. I'm, I, but I will somewhat agree on the defensive side. Yeah. Okay. I will agree on the defensive side. Um, I'm worried about depth when we're young there, but offensively, offensive line, I'm not worried at all. I think we got it. We got enough for the offensive line. I'm not, I'm not concerned. Jeff, Jeff, let me ask you this: as, as somebody who's been in the MEAC and in the CAA, we mm-hmm. we always kind of give the MEAC credit for their line play and their trench play, and especially mm-hmm. when you compare it to the SWAC. But mm-hmm. Compare compare the MEAC to the CAA in terms oh. of trench play. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna just say it like this because traveling uh, with the program and going to uh, when, when I when we play William and Mary at William and Mary. Now this is the interesting part. William and Mary's line they come to the line the left tackle and the left tackle and right tackle both six seven both six seven guard left guard right guard six six center. Six four, like, and but they were not big. They were not bellies everywhere. You know, kind of sloppy looking. You know, they were built. You know, they were lean, and that was the thing. And then you looked at our line when we. This when we was in the MIAC. Our left tackle six eight, three hundred sixty pounds. Right tackle six three, three hundred twenty pounds. Center six one, two hundred seventy five pounds. And both our guards were like, you know, like six feet, six one, six two. So you can see, you know, wasn't even, wasn't even even. And then when we looked at William and Mary, we like, I actually got a chance to tour Jimmy Laycock facility. That's their, uh, that's the, where they have housed like their just mainly football, football conditioning. You know, I went in there. They have they have a, a whole nutrition like cafeteria for them. So those linemen are getting fed a a a full diet, um, whereas yeah. the HBCU Hampton at the time they were even they were, our kids weren't even getting three meals a day; they were getting two, you know. And 
they couldn't even I don't even think they were conditioning our guys like anywhere near what women Mary has had. So, I mean, easily it is you would see that the bodies of these CAA guys are leaner, they're stronger, you know, and they're much and I would say they're just as physical as a MEAC, but you can tell just muscle tone is just totally the conditioning the different conditioning. conditioning. I just all I all I know is this ain't played North Dakota State last year. <laughs> and that and they got two dudes. They got well, they got one dude who got drafted, and they got yeah. another mm-hmm. one who's supposed to be drafted, North yeah. Dakota State. Yeah. yeah, well, one of them and one's an undrafted free agent that plays for the Panthers right now. Yeah. So, so one thing I will say. <laughs> We were able to run on, like we were able to run on North Dakota State's defensive line. That's why I'm not as concerned on the offensive side of the ball, but, but I know it's the, it's the defensive yeah. line I'm worried about. And yeah. we're and, and odds are pretty high yeah. that we're not going to play a four three set. We're probably going to play more of a three four, Ben, because mm-hmm. that's what Vincent Brown plays. That's what yeah. Vincent Brown coaches. He so, was the DC so the tra- Do you have the roster for that though, or is it going to be kind of fitting, kind of fitting a few square pegs and some round mm-hmm. holes until he can get his guys in there? Well, Vincent, Vincent Brown did say that he had no problem converting if he needed to convert. Like, he didn't feel like he had the right personnel to do what yeah, he needed so, to do. He'll, so he's he not going to run a 3-4 just to run a No, three, he ain't going to run one yeah, just to I, run. I, 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 no, no, yeah. No, no, no. He can coach. I ain't worried about that. He can coach. I mean, and he got a pretty good defensive coordinator, too. So I'm not I'm not too concerned about that. He's going to he's gonna go with the strengths of the roster when it comes to the defense. But he's a defensive guy, so I'm not too, I'm not too worried about the defense playing. I'm just worried about the trench play because – if they do, I think we're. I think we need another DT. I think we're missing one more DT. I yeah. think Bill Jones decided to go into the portal to go to Boston College. That one stung a bit. Yeah. That one stung a bit. Yeah. What's the What's a successful season for North Carolina A and T next year? For me or for the fan base? Give me both. You can give me both. Uh, for the fan base, they're gonna expect them to win seven eight games, man. Jeez. Because we almost we were one game out of winning the conference last year. Like we think oh, oh, we're in the FCS oh, playoffs. Oh, oh, and oh, I know oh, the see. Big South is different. I know that. That's why Look. I said the fan base. Y'all were supposed to win that conference because y'all came in. You know how y'all came in? Oh, we it's ours. And Gardner Webb. We beat Gardner Webb the year before. We lost the no, we didn't. We lost the year before against Gardner Webb. Let me be clear. We lost no, the year no, before no, against no, Gardner no, Webb. No, no, we're saying y'all we did. did. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did y'all y'all did. We did not. The same guy that ran on us the year before ran on us again this year. Yeah. So yeah. like that's the I mean I mean you know there weren't too yeah. many running backs that was able to run on us but yeah but uh, Stephen Gaither's cousin definitely yeah. ran on us that day. <laughs> and but then I didn't I didn't feel as bad because yeah he ran on them other cats the following mm-hmm. week in the FCS playoffs too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well you know those are the breaks. I but, think um, when you I think when you guys me, went I, down I there, yeah, five went four to five four to six wins. Give and take for me. Okay. Yep. Okay. So o- ODB said Ooh. five to six wins yeah. uh, for a uh, He also said uh, O-line is probably the, the strongest unit on the team. Yeah. And, and, and Troy came in and, and also echoed that says, uh, as you say, as Dave says, I'm concerned about the interior D-line. Need more bodies, two, three, uh, two or three more bodies and bigger. So. And then me and Mike says the curse of <laughs> Washington is going to be on North Carolina A&T. A&T is going back to the pre-Rod Broadway days. No, no, nah, that ain't gonna happen. Nah, I'm not. Nah. I feel like, See, I feel like that's thing. a little extreme. Let's, that's a little nah, extreme. Let's, let's have a, con- let's have a conversation. Extreme. Let's have a conversation about that for a second. And I'm gonna tell you an example of why leadership matters. Okay. 
when we went on, when we had that losing streak and lost them 27 straight games, you know one thing that was happening during that same time frame? We had interim, we had interim chancellors. It was between Chancellor Rennick and Chancellor Martin. So we had we didn't have no leadership. Yeah. Nobody was paying attention to the athletics. Yeah. Things were happening within the program. So when you have things like that, those are the things that can happen. Ooh. As soon as as soon as Martin showed up, he started cleaning that thing up immediately. Brought yeah. in, made Earl the AD, and mm. Earl might end up becoming the best AD we've ever had. He mm. can write his check anywhere he wants to go. True facts. He can write his facts. check anywhere he wants to go. Facts, facts. <laughs> like, so you know, he won national championships in bowling. He he had a a top five track program, placed yeah. second in the country. Yeah. Yeah, you stole, like, you stole you stole our track coach and you stole my homeboy Terrence Trammell. You know, you're supposed to come to Hampton. Mm-hmm. You talking about pissed. And then it's the wild <laughs> part. Hampton offered him 50 grand more. So we're trying to figure out why would you go over there? Look, Ooh. Man, what can I say? 50 grand more. And you still what go to AT. We build we building over here. We building over here in the track program. You know what I'm saying? This was a rebuilding year. We still had yeah. Y'all did still a, y'all, all those awards yeah. in the CAA. Yeah, we did too. The, we did. We know? did too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll say this though. I think me and Mike was a little bit extreme. Well, he's always extreme, man. The pre, the pre brought, but I do feel like y'all did my boy, my boy Sam Washington a little bit, a little bit wrong. There were but, Sam but, Washington, but, but but there were but, two moments when I knew he was in trouble. But I understand. I understand the timing of it in a certain extent. So to a certain extent. So I'm not gonna harp on that too long. I'm not gonna harp on that too long. But I will say, I want to know what uh, Jeff feels about this bet you got between banks, as far as who gonna win most CAA games next year between Morgan State and A and T. I stand. I stand by what I said, though. Banks, they get Morgan State got an easier CAA schedule than us, and we only doing we only doing like opponents. So it's only gonna be yeah, Townsend like, and Richmond. Yeah, like opponents. Yeah, it's yeah, only like opponents because we only play Townsend and Richmond. They they get to play nah, Maine. Nah, like they, yeah. they they yeah they get they get the easier ones, man. Like yeah. they they yeah, you know. they get you know they get easy. If they opponents. lose to Maine, we're gonna have to. If they lose to Maine, we gotta have a discussion. Nah, I'm no no. Morgan State's not really built for that, so I'm still going with AT, man. So. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just being honest, you know. I mean, yeah, this is CAA solidarity, but I would say AT has been recruiting towards the CAA. Morgan State don't. So that's true. That's yeah. a very valid point. I, I will say this, though. I respect the hell out of Damon Wilson, bro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I respect the hell out of Damon Wilson. And yeah. I and I think they're closer to winning that MEAC than folks realize. Yeah, yeah, agree. I, I agree. Think, I think they're close. I know. I know you don't want to say that, but I, I no, I no, no. It's funny. I ran into I ran into the cornerbacks coach of Morgan State, yeah, in BW in Baltimore, and yeah. we just had a conversation about it. They're ahead of schedule. No, like, it's just simple no. as that. No, they, they're ahead and, of schedule. And if you go to the university, just walk around that campus. Oh, they booming over there. Oh, that booming. campus is nice. Oh, it's, that campus it's, is nice. Yeah, cool. banks, my daughter. Banks. My daughter had a tour. Yeah. Love yeah. the campus. I'm gonna ask. Yeah. I'm gonna ask. Oh my bad, Go ahead. No, I was gonna say Banks talked about it uh, when we were talking about um, the uh, what I joked about the affirmative action stuff. He was talked about how uh, Morgan State was already building towards you know saying getting more students in, um, building more for the the, the 
the different programs and stuff. Bank, I, I almost banks almost had me committing. I almost, <laughs> I was almost there. Well, you know they won the lawsuit. They won the lawsuit, so they're getting a medical school. Medical medical schools on the way. They also got. They also have land that they purchased. Mm -hmm. So, and it's a lot of area around Baltimore, around that area. They just been buying up. So, I wish Howard would have did that, but you know, Howard's now is landlocked. So, yeah. I'm gonna ask you the same right now. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask you, Jeff, the same thing I asked Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, next year, what's the, what's a successful season for Hampton? Okay, all right. So first three games: Grambling State, Norfolk State, Howard. I mean, Norfolk State and Howard are teams that we should beat. Um, I'm unsure about Grambling. I'm not really a huge Hugh Jackson fan. You know, I don't really think he can coach. But you know, it is on a neutral site, so I would say we we'll probably win those I first think three. Could beat them. I think so too, man. I, mean, I, think, I think he's overrated. I That's think a, I could beat him. That dude the got swack, all... the swack would explode if y'all yeah. go down to New Jersey and beat them boys. All, oh, yeah. all I'm gonna say I, is, all I'm gonna yeah. say is, I'm about fifty miles east of Grambling. Yeah. yeah. If y'all beat Grambling, yeah, I might feel the implosion over here. Yeah, <laughs> from, yeah. From exit no, one, dog. No. I'm I going mean, to the game. I'll be out there. Yeah. I'm heading to New yeah. Jersey. If y'all, be, if y'all be grambling, I mean, you gonna have like, to stand up for the rest of the season because he ain't gonna be able to sit down. No, no, the whole that seat thing gonna be too hot. Exactly. It's like you. It's like I'm looking at uh, like if you think about the last times we played him on um, Grambling, we played him in the Meadowlands, forty-two to seven. <laughs> we beat him then. I think the after that it was like forty-three thirteen. So, I mean, we're not really worried about Grambling. What we're really worried about are those first three games is Howard because, you know, they've been bringing in all those um, three-star. I know, I know. No, no, no. That's facts. Let me tell you why we're afraid. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If we lose to Howard, it's like you people will go missing. Hampton, Hampton folk will go missing. You don't lose to Howard. But I promise you, Howard, that's the only game they get up for us. We could have the best program in the CAA. We would struggle against them. So, okay, first three games we'll probably win. Gramlin State, Norfolk State, how? Then we got Richmond at Richmond. That's a loss. Campbell at Hampton. I would say, you know, we beat them last time. If we're still riding high, I would say we're going to lose that one. So, we probably will lose Richmond, Campbell, and Monmouth. And, dang, we got Delaware also. Oh my. So, okay. We win the first three. We lose the next four. Then we got A&T at home for homecoming. Be careful. So, be no, careful. I'm gonna be, I have to be honest. We have to win. We home. lost the last time we played y'all. We owe y'all You one. did. You did. I love how y'all you ran did. out the conference. We were supposed to have y'all for our homecoming last year, but I'm going to let yeah, that one go. Yeah, we, we had I'm going to let that one go. We had to. So, I'm going to pick the win against A&T, and then we go up against Maine. We're going to win. So, that's five. We'll be four and five. Um, and then we got William and Mary in Hampton again. We will lose that one. And Elon at Elon, we will lose that one. So I'm looking at a one, two, I'm looking at five wins, six losses. So five and six. Will that be enough to keep the current regime? <sighs> That's a big improvement from last year. It's a big improvement. I mean, I will say this though. Um, yeah, it, but we probably would. <laughs> And, and Hampton fan. I mean, I'm not. This is from. I'm not. It's not for me. 
because I don't need that coach staff jumping on me no more. So Hampton fans probably would not be happy, but you know, it is what it is. He went five and six. Probably stays around another year. Ooh, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the schedule for AT real quick. That so, is very true. That is very true. Hampton played Grambling. Hampton made the playoffs and won the bowl game, two black national championships. Very true. Oh wow, that's a pretty good stat right there. That is a hell of a stat right there. That is a hey, hell of a stat. Hey, Trey said you do it good until you got to us, A and T. That's a fact. I mean, you gotta understand though. It's like like we're Y'all need have, to win. I get yeah, that, but yeah, we're going to have four straight beatdowns. Like, Mama's put 54 on us, like, last time we played them. Delaware, Delaware put, I think, what, 34 on us last time we played? Campbell, we beat them at Campbell with their third-string quarterback, and we barely won that. And Richmond hung up 41 on us on the homecoming. So, those are four losses, legitimate. So, we got to be A&T. So if we lose the AT, then you got you only got Maine, William Mary, and Elon, and only one of those is winnable. So we have to. Like looking at looking at AT schedule, we start the season against UAB. Oof. All right. So do I think yeah. we're gonna beat UAB? Probably not. Right. Y'all be y'all be East Carolina before. We beat now, yeah, and, and we got a coach who knows we got a coach who's in the defensive coordinator when Howard beat. UNLV. Oh. Yeah, like so we yeah. so we have a coaching staff that knows how to 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 strategize and get this thing done. Oh, was that the coaching staff or was that uh what's it call it? The head coach. I mean, I mean London? Yeah. We're gonna London. find out now, aren't we? Yeah, out, we are, we? we are. Cause you know we really wanted London too, man. But I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so we play Central, and I know everybody thinks that Central is going to beat up on A&T. That ain't going to happen, guys. It's, it's, order's going to be restored in Greenville. They didn't graduate a lot of people, man, and Richard's still there. I know, and the thing is, I went back and looked at the box score. Mm-hmm. We ran the ball. That was the least time we ran the ball all season. Mm-hmm. We turned the ball over in the red zone. That's a box score, though, brother. Don't I know. So I was much. at the game, man. I saw what I saw. I saw yeah, what I'm I just saw. messing with you, dog. I know. I saw what I saw. But the the bottom line is, I think I think the I think the game I think we can beat those guys in Greensboro. I'm not too worried. It's been a while since they beat us in Greensboro, and I don't think it's going to happen this year. Um, Elon, we've beaten Elon the last three times we played him, regardless if it was an Elon or anything. We've been playing Elon for a long time. We've had a we've had a, a home and home with them for a long time, even before we got to the CAA. So we could beat we could potentially beat those guys because we, we're very familiar with them. Norfolk State, we're going to wipe the floor at them. The key's <laughs> going to be yeah. Villanova. Delaware and Richmond. Woo. We gotta still, we gotta still one of those. We gotta still one of those. Two out of those three games are at home. We gotta best still one, we gotta I would say one of those games. Best bet is Richmond. Yeah. We gotta still one of those. Yeah. Preferably one of them at home, right? Delaware's yeah. the only one that's on the road. Villanova's at home. That was Richmond's hard. at home. That's hard. Yeah. Then we we got then we got Hampton's homecoming. I think we're gonna beat Hampton. I know he ain't gonna say that, but I think we're gonna beat Hampton. Then we got Jiho against Townsend. Townsend's got a brand new head coach. Y'all can beat them um, easy. Yeah, but that brand new head coach was a national champion in Division Two, so yeah. you never know, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but I, it's going to be a good game. I will say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm going to this game up in Rhode Island. Rhode Island's expected to be really good this year in the CAA, yeah. so that'll be an interesting one. And then we close out at home against Campbell. So you know, we I mean, I could see five wins out of that. 
Yeah. You know, if we somehow break our way and get seven wins, we could end up in the playoffs. Seven wins is probably gonna be enough to make the playoffs in that conference. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. And with good seating too. Yeah. Um, but Ant, Ant, hold, hold on, Ant, listen. Please. You got to let those folks in I mean, in Louisiana know, especially Grambling. It's like Hampton. They, I mean, I know Hampton is like some sort of like, oh, they don't do nothing up there. We play football, and they need. I think Grambling fans don't even think about the the, the pre- previous records that we've had. They against don't. Them. They don't. Yeah, it's they like don't. I can tell you. I can tell you. I know somebody the other day who was talking who said. Ain't no way we losing to Hampton. I don't care what done happened in the past. Ain't no way we losing to Hampton. Like, I'm just telling. I'm just telling you. Basically, they. I think it's. I think they've kind of looked at Hampton over the past, you know, few years. Yeah. And kind of think that, you know, that's the Hampton that they're getting. You know what I mean? Whenever yeah. they come first game of the year. Um, hey, right, right or wrong? Or no, I agree. You know I, mean? I agree. I think that's the mindset of a lot of people around. If, yeah. if Hampton beat those guys, if Hampton beats Grandland, New Jersey. Y'all will not hear the end of it from me and HBCU nightly about the swag out of schedule. You're yeah. not gonna hear the end of it out of me. I'm gonna tell oh, y'all right me. now. Trust if me. y'all y'all will not hear the end of because I know what y'all because I know what the swag folks are thinking. They're thinking, oh Hampton, they can't win no games. Just like there's already some swag folks that, that has ANT only winning two games. They're saying we ain't gonna win two games. So like that's, y'all, that's, I'm telling that's, y'all that's something, cool, man. That that is foolish. The man. last time we lost to a swag school, I was a student at ANT. <laughs> I graduated in 2004. That's I mean, the last I, time we lost to a swag. Our last swag lost was Alcorn State. It was Alcorn. That was two, Alcorn yeah, Alcorn, That's 2000, That's Alcorn State 2006 for us. Sheesh. Don't ask the last time Jackson State beat us because that hasn't happened. Never, never. We've never lost to Jackson State. We never lost to Jackson State. I just want to <laughs> let y'all know that. They yeah. played them twice when I was a student, too. Beat yeah. both times in Jackson oh. and in Greensboro. Catch you up, Graham. You know what? <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me let me say this about Hugh Jackson. I mean, look who he hired for his his previous. He hired Devontae Kincaid as his quarterbacks coach. You know, he couldn't he couldn't figure out the quarterback situation last year. He brought in that kid from UCLA. Then he had uh, Calvez kid, and then the one who left and went to what Northeastern. So. I mean, he's supposed to be a quarterback guru. He had Carson uh, Palmer. You know, he's supposed to be a quarterback guy. Couldn't figure it out. So, well, I mean, some, some some say the best quarterback on the on the roster last year is at his arrival, Southern, right now. Yeah. Oh God, the new kid from New York. Uh, yep. Noah yeah. Bolden. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, a lot of people around here feel like he ran off the best quarterback we had. Yeah. So, and I know they got Miles Crowley in, but yeah. No, I just think like from what I saw of of his program last year, just a lot of speed and a lot of folks who kind of didn't feel like they they didn't know what they were doing. So at least at Hampton, you guess you can see the identity. You can see that six those two six foot eight linemen, those big old guards and a running game. That's what I we do. This. I Go say ahead. this. He made a good hire in the offseason getting Tony Hall as his offensive coordinator. I'll give I'll give oh, you credit on that. Yeah. I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. But but I gotta see him let Tony actually have control of that offense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in the spring yeah. game, it, in the spring game, it looked like that was the case. Yeah. But that's a spring game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I need to actually see that offense look different 
in the fall than it did last year for me to actually yeah. believe that that's Tony's yeah. offense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I uh, they, you and your people is not gonna get us uh jumped on. ODB said, "Y'all better start talking about the Mecca." And all I wasn't was, talking about Howard. I wasn't talking about Howard. You need to leave. I'm look talking about Howard. I lived across the street from Howard. <laughs> I mean, look. So, you know, because Jackson State's been calling themselves the Mecca as of late, which is the most for hilarious thing imaginable. The, the Mecca for what? <laughs> Mecca <laughs> for what? Mississippi? No, no. Listen. Howard, first, no, let me all say this thing about Howard. Howard, I mean, I'll give him credit, hold Before I, let me put out my disclaimer before oh, Bison for Life comes for before Bison for Life comes for me. My whole family went to Howard. I'm the only one who didn't go. So Howard for years, their football program had a trap house in the north end zone. Oh, like above the end zone. Like Howard neglected that program for decades. And yeah, we're gonna talk about Howard. You know, they're doing better now, but yeah. So, yeah, we talking about Howard. So, yeah, I wasn't talking about Howard. Yeah, I know what they were trying to say. What I was talking about, let me, man. Hey, Howard. I think they meant the mega, like the mega Evers. You know, what I mean? like the airport in Texas. <laughs> really? I think that's oh. what they were trying to say. Oh, oh, he really? spelled it wrong. No, he said really. Mecca, Just because you Mecca. can put an e, an extra e on everything, don't make it okay. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> Jackson. Stop it. You only got Deion Sanders only made y'all popular. Wasn't nobody thinking about y'all. <laughs> I'm just keeping right. it honest. That, that was the show, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all, y'all want to talk about a from action before we shut this show down, man? Because I don't man. I don't want to close on that note. <laughs> really? Jack, uh, no, I'm dead. Uh, let me stop. I'm just go ahead. That's why I don't, that's why I don't drink. Oh uh, man, views and opinions expressed hey, in the Golden Podcast of those of the speakers do not man. necessarily reflect the views and positions Jackson of the State. <laughs> <laughs> they really be coming out their mouth for real. Oh, oh man, all right, oh, man. Hey, yeah. How hey, many? Wins, how many? How many wins you got, man? How many wins you got for Jackson? Let's just let's go in. How many wins you got for Jackson? I'm, I'm, mm -mm, not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you. I'm asking Jeff. I'm not asking you. Uh, hey, okay, Jeff. no, no. I will say this. They're gonna lose a game. I mean, they probably. I have. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I would say. Um, I would say they're probably gonna lose to Southern. You know, uh, they play Southern in non-conference week two. Nah, if they yeah, play them late, they can still lose. It's week two, but it's right. week three, right? And, okay, yeah, they got FAMU first game, correct? First no, they got game. uh, they got South Carolina State, then yeah, FAMU, and okay. then I'll be at that. Okay, I would say this: FAMU probably will have the FAMU will probably have the best shot because they still bring in a lot of good talent. You know, uh, I'm not really a fan of TC Taylor. I mean, I've seen him before and coach at coaching in other programs. I mean, yeah, he was handpicked, but you know that's Dion's guy. So you know, nobody knows if he could really do what he does. Uh, he was he was gonna be the head coach before they got Dion. So I think, yeah, was, you know. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. So we'll see. I'm just, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. You know. But, hey, so. I, I I do want to say this, Joe. We got to yeah. bring y'all back before the Grambling game and after the Grambling game, fam. We got <laughs> you, brother. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, we got man. You. So. <laughs> Oh, you know who you know who he said. Jeff said they won't uh to come on when they before the Grambler game. 
No, they want they want they want yard talk to be on the show with them. Nah, okay, okay, we can make that. We gotta get we gotta make it off the stretch. Nah, I mean no, no, we cool though. See, that's the thing. I don't want to turn it. You know, I don't want to. Oh no, 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 no. That's that's my sister. But no, no, no. I'm saying that's my sister though. But you know, it's our love. Yeah, she done been on the show before. She was our first guest, so we could bring her back on. Let let her, you know, defend her grand fam, and then y'all can ride for Hampton. I love, it sounds good for me, man. We love Grambling. Maybe, maybe after. <laughs> maybe after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, well, now we, we need to do it before. This, we'll bring yeah. Jeff on before. We'll bring Rick on after. <laughs> hey, I don't yeah. know. People people tend not to answer their phones and stuff. <laughs> and <them> DMs, <laughs> yeah. But I will say this about the CAA. They are really trying to prop Hampton and um, A&T up, you know, I would say, because um, talking to some of the their uh, members on their board, you know, their message board, you know, they knew that it was getting really bland over there. So, you know, I mean, they really, you know, so when they brought over Hampton and, you know, A&T, they realized, okay, this is something different. It brings in a different audience. And so they're happy about it. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. Now it's been it's been cool so far. Like I, I've been able to watch more games. I ain't got to worry about where to find the games. So I ain't complaining too much from that regard. So it's it's been yeah. pretty cool, man. It's yeah. it's. I know like there's some pockets of the fan base that wish to go back to the MEAC, but we're that's that's yeah. gonna always be that's gonna yeah. always be a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if we start winning, like we start oh. winning, I think that'll be that'll be forgettable. I'll be yeah. honest. Like I think yeah. if we start. I think the problem is I think a lot of folks expect us to dominate as soon as we walk in, and that isn't realistic considering mm-hmm. how tough the conference is. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not the same conference yeah. as the MIAC. And it's not a slight to the MIAC because yeah. I think North Carolina Central has a phenomenal football team. I think Howard's got a pretty good football team. I think Morgan State's yeah. a growing football program. Yeah. And I think in basketball, they can definitely compete. Some of those teams in, yeah. that, in that conference definitely can compete. Yeah. yeah. But I think when you talk about all the sports, it's, 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 it's different. It's different. They, it's they definitely are, different. It's different. Top to bot, top top to bottom, you know what? From what we've seen at the CAA, it's 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 totally different from what we've seen in the MIAC. And I'll just say this closing is that um, I feel that um, the, the, since we've been here, it feels that uh, we've gotten a, a more a different audience now that are just checking. The, like even the players now, when they find out that we're in the CAA, they're like, "Oh, really? Oh, I could come here now." Because, you know, they didn't want to go to the MEAC, which for us was like, why didn't y'all want to come to us when we were in the MEAC? But now since we're here in the CAA, you guys definitely want to join. And so we're getting players that we never could have gotten. So that's been a plus. But it also goes to a deeper problem of why they didn't want to come when we were in the MEAC. So I'll leave that there. You had, I know you had something before, uh, I think you were finna say something before or ask. Something. Oh no, nah, I'm good. I don't know. Uh I got Troy says we need to bring y'all back the week A and T play Hampton. Uh, oh man. <laughs> if y'all I'm with it, if y'all with it, man. It's been a great show. Appreciate y'all. Oh, oh no, no. We definitely we definitely will. Because we will probably we'll definitely have a more of a idea where we're going. Cause let's say if like we lose the Howard and we lose or we, I'm talking about we like maybe one, one or two games. You know, I can't say nothing. 
You know what, though? If we lose to Grambling, you know, you got to understand, a lot of our fans are from New York, New Jersey anyway. They're going to say, like, oh, yeah, you lost to them down south, folks. You know, you're supposed to lose to them. That's SEC country. Whereas for the diehards who, who've been around the program, like, no, you don't lose to them. So, yeah. So, yeah. There's some things you can't lose to. And I explained yeah. this in the past. Yeah. You can't, like, for AT, you can't lose to North Carolina Central. That is a sin. We can't yeah, lose a, a Howard. It's a fireable. But... It's a fireable offense. Yeah. So, no. so let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you <laughs> this. Yeah. What's a what's a bigger disaster loss, Howard Ooh. or Gremlin? Oh, Howard. Right. Howard. Howard. Easy. And, I mean, just no, no. just because just because of the just because of the rivalry, or because of what it means to lose to Howard. Well, I would say it like this. Um, Howard and Hampton, Hampton has always, even in the worst times, put resources into their athletic programs. Howard has never put anything into their athletic <laughs> programs. I lived across the street for Howard for four years. Literally, like it's, I mean, okay, I'll just be fair. It just wasn't a nice area at the time. It's getting better now, but, you know, because they're throwing their weight around. And so it's like, you did not want to lose to a program that should have been a Division three program at the time. Whereas now, Howard, it's like they got a three-star quarterback that's in. They they bring it in. Uh, they brought in another two-star wide receiver. They brought in linemen, running backs. And so now we're kind of like, oh, no, we can't lose here. Because even if we do lose, that means that a program like Hampton that really puts money into its program lost to another program that kind of – you know, every now and then puts money into their program. So it's a definitely fireball offense. And I would say this too. Coach Rose lost to Howard multiple times and still wasn't let go. And the reason why Coach Rose, uh, Don Rose, wasn't let go is because Dr. Harvey, that was Dr. Harvey's guy. You know, he was like, nah, I need to keep my man because he, Dr. Harvey was Jerry Jones. He would come into the meetings after the game and want to dictate what the offense and defense was doing. Crazy, you know, but that's for another time. Yeah. Uh, do y'all want to touch this uh front of action real quick or, or... go ahead, Dave? Because Dave, I know you had some some thoughts on it. I... <clears throat> I've never been a fan of quotas, but at the same time, we know how this is going to go down, right? We know that the league, level, like the Ivy League programs, are just not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna accept us. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have a reason to. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of the other institutions, I don't think it's going to help what they think they're going to help. You see more DEI officers getting laid off, getting closed mm-hmm. and things of that sort as it is prior to this, this ruling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that folks need to not be blinded by, by it. Because I think some folks are saying, oh, they, maybe they'll bring the athletes back to HBCUs. It's not going to do that because no. the money ain't coming. No, <laughs> it's like, so it's so it's not that that isn't going to happen. I think it will increase the enrollment at the HBCUs. Yeah, but I think so. I think it's going to ultimately benefit like the HBCU, like the smaller ones, because mm-hmm. A and T, like you know how people say talk about Atlanta, like don't come to Atlanta. Atlanta's already full. There's some yeah. HBCUs that are kind of already close to their capacity. Yeah, a lot of them already are. A and T dorms. They're not going to do that. Straight. A&T yeah, they straight. ain't doing that. They ain't doing that. No. Like I think folks got to realize, man, A&T houses over fifty percent <laughs> of their student body. Ah, oh, here we go. Go ahead, and put we that do. plug in, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, because the thing is, like, all right, I know, I can, I know. like, like, I mean, like, 
40 like the national average is 40 percent. we house more yeah. a higher percentage of students than usc chapel yeah. hill we house a higher percentage of students than north carolina state higher yeah. than uscg higher than yeah. ecu yeah. we're the highest in the usc system mm-hmm. if we go to the state asking for more dorms they're going to ask us why mm-hmm. y'all already house better than all the other institutions why do we yeah. should give you more money for dorms yeah and they're noticing it too like they notice oh they notice uncg yeah. is nervous now yeah no they're no they're nervous like <laughs> What the, so, the the Tennessee state president when she got questioned by what was it the senator you know he was yeah. upset about it so yeah yeah we so yeah, like, we I, about, yeah I think ultimately what we have to do I mean hopefully all our HBCUs aren't landlocked but the ones that aren't they mm-hmm. need to start buying these properties and start building these dorms mm-hmm. hey boy mm-hmm. I, listen ODB listen you gotta <laughs> you gotta <laughs> oh South Carolina State really needs some enrollment though. <laughs> They do. And, I remember, yo. I was a yeah. when I was a kid, man. South Carolina State was booming. It was booming. booming. It was booming. Booming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got some nice booming. dorms over in South Carolina State too. Are you friend? Oh, My niece just really oh hilarious. Jeff, uh, Jeff, you want to put in on it? What you know? Uh, oh yeah. Well, I would just say I'll just be quick. Um, I I feel that. Uh, this is a golden opportunity for HBCUs, but at the same time, for the for Clarence Thomas, you know, to to make uh, a decision based on when he been greatly benefited from mm. affirmative action is disgusting, you know. Mm. But I mean, whatever to each his own. That's what he did. But um, I do feel that it is a definite uh, opportunity for our institutions to capitalize on some of these kids. Do I think a lot of these kids that who are not going into these Ivy League programs will come back to HBCUs? Maybe, you know, if they don't get into Harvard, they will definitely try to get into Michigan or uh, uh, USC, one of those programs. So um, I just feel that it is, uh, hopefully our institutions are doing everything to receive these young minds that are coming in. And Hampton's at 39% increase for the fall. So we're, we're I guess we're ahead of schedule. Yeah. So you mentioned Clarence Thomas. So I'm going to give a quick plug. Oh, okay. Joel Joel Anderson, who's a phenomenal reporter, he had he has this podcast that he did as a four part series called Slow Burn on Clarence Thomas. The NPR one, right? And no, it's on Slate. It's on Slate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just finished it. I just finished it before this show started. Yeah. I highly recommend it's four. It's about four hours total. So just do one a day or whatever. Get it done in four days or whatever. About an yeah. hour piece. Yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend to listen to it. So you get to understand like how this guy went mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. pro black to mm-hmm. what the hell we just saw last week. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm going to end it on this. <laughs> Clarence Tommy will never, ever reverse the loving Supreme Court case. I'm going to just yeah. leave it. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Man, that's a good one, man. Oh, me at Mike. Lord, have, listen. I'm not... What do you say? Jesus. <laughs> yo, you, all right, hey, you got to no, spot it out, no, bro. No, no, bro. No, no, bro. No, we're not no, doing that. No, chill. We're not no. doing that, bro. None. We're not doing that, bro. No. I bet. All right. I'm not going to respond. Yeah, I mean, let's not let's not do it. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Go, go ahead and go ahead and do your little disclaimer and then close the show, man. Just no, uh, disclaimer, yeah, close bro. the show and walk out. Hey, here we go. For real though. Uh yeah, I'm gonna leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. Dave, tell the people where they can find you, man. 
You can find me on Twitter at ChampD1012. Um, follow us at Panther Nation PC. We're the largest independent show that covers the Carolina Panthers on YouTube. We go live. HBCU Nightly's <laughs> back this week on Twitter Spaces, so check me out there. And I've joined Spill, and I still have some invites. Hit me up if you have an iPhone, black on, so, you know, I'm Champ D there as well. So just hit me up. Uh, fun times, man. This is a good, good show. Really great show. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, holla at the people. All right. You can find me at uh, on Twitter at Jeffrey Unknown. That's J-E-F-F-R-U-I underscore unknown. And you can also find me at the H-U Pirate Ship. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, all of them. So come check me and Big Reek out. I know he he's recuperating, but you know that's one half of that's my brother, so that's one half of the duo. Check me out there. Hey, you got to put my uh, Twitter handle in there next time we do this. Yeah, definitely. I got you. Got you covered. We're gonna get that. Uh, what's good, uh, Doc? Doc Holiday over at uh. HBCU. Oh, I love Doc, man. All right, shout out uh, to Doc, man. Hey, you got something before we get up out of here? Nah, man, I just want to say appreciate y'all fellas for coming through. Uh, can't wait to do it again, especially before or after yeah. the uh, Graham Hampton game. Whichever oh, one, you know what I'm saying? Whichever yeah. one is cool with me. Yeah. But we just got to do it again, man. Uh, appreciate y'all for coming, fellas. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. The yeah. chat was live tonight, man. Uh, as always, fun. appreciate y'all for tuning in and We'll see y'all on Thursday, man. Yeah, a little programming note. Uh, Thursday, July 6th, we will have Tennessee State, Alcorn State, Bama State. We'll have our brother Blue uh, from the uh, – Zach from the Blue Bloods to be with us. We'll have G from uh, Swacking the Food covering Alcorn. And we'll have uh, <laughs> the two gentlemen from Alabama State, uh, Wild Card, the Wild Card. They'll be joining us. Uh, then next Monday – Coach B and ONG Strike, uh, ONG Strike Zone, excuse me. Uh, they'll be joining us, and we'll have Mr. Carlos Brown from the Carlos Brown Show covering Southern, and we'll have them on. And then we'll go from there. We'll let y'all know from there on. But uh, that's all we got, man. Like, like always, uh, we'll be back. And like that, we got this show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Bring me my money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.